Welcome to the Piece of Cake Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Brienne. And we're here to make your wedding planning a piece piece of cake. cake. Who are we? Just a couple of best friends who are passionate about weddings and all the little details along the way. We've been brides and bridesmaids, day of coordinators, and party planners. We're accountants by day. And wedding enthusiasts by night. We'll use our experience and attention to detail to help you plan your special day. We know this is a really exciting time in your life, but the logistics can be stressful. That's where we come in. Tune in with us every week and your wedding will be a a piece piece of cake. cake. Hi friends. Want to start out this episode by recognizing that it's a crazy time right now. So crazy. Um, Especially us being based out of Seattle with the coronavirus. Today they just made it that you can't have events over 50 people. And so I know that that's really going to affect weddings and just all the craziness that's going on with this. Our heart goes out to our brides who are dealing with this situation and have weddings scheduled in the next couple months. So we just want to let you know of a couple resources that we know of. And of course, reach out to us if you have any questions or you want us to help you look into anything. So first of all, The Knot set up a hotline for what we're calling Corona Brides at this point. You can call one 998 2865 or you can just email them at help at the knot.com and so they've got a lot of resources for brides who are canceling or rescheduling or trying to figure out if they need to do those things there's also a great podcast called betches brides and they just did an episode about postponing your wedding due to the coronavirus because one of their podcasters sammy just had to postpone hers so They totally understand what you're going through, and it's a great episode to listen to. But in the meantime, uh, we'll still be here, and we're going to keep talking about weddings, so we can hopefully keep planning those, and whenever they'll happen, they'll happen. And if we have to social distance and record these over Skype, we'll do it. (laughs) Yep. So today's episode is going to be all about rehearsal dinners. And first, we just want to do a high-level overview of what is a rehearsal dinner and why do you have to have one? And we do highly recommend having one. And why is because they're super important for a few reasons. Number one and most obvious is they give you an opportunity to rehearse your ceremony. Yep. It's really helpful to run through that whole ceremony and just get a layout of what it's going to be like. You also get the opportunity to get your families and maybe a few friends together for a nice dinner before the wedding. And that's just a good time, extra time to spend with those family and friends before the crazy wedding day. Definitely. just can get out of hand. (laughs) And a lot of times at your actual wedding, you don't have a lot of quality time to spend with these people. So this actually might be more of your opportunity. Exactly. (laughs) So we're going to go through kind of the who, what, when, where, whys of rehearsal dinners, starting with what and talking about the actual rehearsal itself and what that entails. So first of all, we recommend doing a walkthrough of your full ceremony at least two times. Yeah. 
in this walkthrough, you do all the walking from like beginning at the aisle, walk all the way down the aisle, use the music, all the different songs you're going to use for your processional, the bridal march if you're using it, your recessional as you walk mm-hmm. out, all the different bridal party people that are included, just the whole thing. Mm-hmm. All the family members that are going to walk down mm-hmm. the aisle. You're going to be figuring out where everyone's standing, yes. the order. We are also very passionate about this topic and are going to dive into the actual logistics of that in a full-on ceremony episode. But just know for our point here that you will have to walk through every single one of those steps with every single person and get that all mapped out at rehearsal. Just really don't skimp on it. I think some people get to the rehearsal and everyone's excited and busy and talking and it can be hard to rally the troops and get everybody to listen and do their part. Side note, that's what coordinators are great for. (laughs) But just make sure you buckle down and really do it so that there are no questions or mishaps on the day of. Yeah, for sure. And that's, again, why it's really handy to have someone like a coordinator or even your DJ or a person at the venue or your officiant or even if you just have like an aunt or someone else that can help you organize all of your bridal party people so that you have someone to just coordinate that walking down the aisle part because it can get a little hectic and you just want to make sure everyone's spaced correctly and knows where they should go and when. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just try to get as many of your people there as possible, like Emily mentioned with the DJ and the venue person, etc., It's not included in all packages, but like us as coordinators, we do our best to make it to the rehearsal because it's super important to have somebody there who knows what's going on and can organize it. Oh, and like we mentioned with the music, make sure to bring a speaker so you can actually play your music. Yes. Always one of my number one tips. (laughs) So next, we'll talk about when to do your rehearsal dinner. Mm -hmm. It's really traditional to have your rehearsal dinner the night before your wedding. So like if you're having your wedding on a Saturday night, your rehearsal would be the Friday night right before. But this also can be tricky if your venue has weddings on Fridays and Saturday nights because then they'll probably not be open for a rehearsal on that Friday night. So you might have it a few days before like a Thursday night or even a few days before that. So you might have to be a little bit flexible say the only thing we would not recommend as far as timing is thinking that you're going to do it on the day of. I've had some friends who are planning last minute just mention, oh yeah, we'll just walk through it that day. Nope. Yeah. Nope. (laughs) In a pinch, you might be able to in the morning, but it's super hard. You have so many things going on (laughs) that morning. Like you think you're going to have so much time, but it flies by. So really don't recommend it. And of course, even if you're not going to have a formal dinner or anything, you just need to get everyone together just to practice walking down the aisle, do that. Definitely. And with the day of thing, especially if you're not doing a first look, you really can't practice it with the bride and groom. So don't recommend. (laughs) Next, we'll talk about where. And there's kind of two pieces to where. It's where are you doing the rehearsal? And then if you're having a dinner, where are you going to have the dinner? Yep. So ideally, you would have your actual rehearsal walkthrough at the venue that you're having your wedding at, and then you could have a dinner nearby or at the venue, depending Mm -hmm. on what they offer. That's super 
important, if at all possible, to have your walkthrough at the venue just because obviously that's where you're going to be. And then you can practice exactly where to have your bridal party stand and where exactly they should start their walking from and just all those cues. It's really helpful to actually visualize the walking and where they're going to be the next day. If you can't do that, obviously you can still practice, but it's really helpful if you can do it in the space. So if you can't, you may need to find an off-site location. What we recommend here is finding something that's similar to your venue. So if you're going to have an outdoor ceremony, maybe find a good big outdoor space. Maybe you have a big backyard or you can go to a park or something. Mm -hmm. If it's indoors, maybe there's a different event space that you can rent out or use or use a church to walk through. Just try to get as similar as possible so that you're rehearsing something that's actually helpful, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then for dinner, there's a million options. (laughs) Ideally, it would be close to where your venue is or even at the venue, like we mentioned, just to make it easy logistically for everyone who's attending. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's going to have to drive to the venue and then get to dinner and may have a few drinks and all of those logistics. So it's just easy if they're close together. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you want to make sure you have dinner reservations at whatever place you're going to. Don't just think that you'll go grab a table at the restaurant next door. (laughs) Right. And also if you're going to do any special things like speeches or a really cool video slideshow or something. Right. My mom made me and Parker this really awesome slideshow of all of our baby pictures up till the time we met and then an actual video of him asking for my hand in marriage. It was super special. Shout out to my mom. But so it was really important to us to have a projector or a TV that could play that at the rehearsal dinner. Yep. So if you need any special microphones or projectors or anything like that, make sure you make special arrangements for that at the restaurant beforehand too. And then as far as choosing the actual restaurant, pick whatever the heck you want. Mm -hmm. You do not have to have a super fancy dinner. You don't have to have a dinner that fits a certain theme or matches your wedding or like any of that at all. Just pick somewhere that you like. Mm -hmm. So as an example, I had a very classy, fancy wedding, but I wanted my rehearsal dinner at a Mexican food place. Mm -hmm. We had chips and salsa and margaritas and tamales, and there was karaoke afterwards. That was so fun. So, I mean, you can totally do what you want. Yep. And then I had a little bit smaller group, I think, and then we did a fancier dinner at a place called Purple Wine Bar, Mm -hmm. and they had a loft that we rented out, and it was really fun. Yes, that was awesome. We had really good appetizers. (laughs) That's what I remember the most. (laughs) I mean, the wine was pretty decent, too. (laughs) And my favorite part, well, not favorite part, but really fun part from your rehearsal dinner was afterwards (laughs) when we went to Baskin Robbins and just bought an ice cream cake (laughs) and just ate it there, and they gave us this giant knife to cut it with. And I have pictures of Parker cutting it up and we just ate an ice cream cake inside Baskin Robbins. Yes, we did. So note, make sure your dinner location is near a Baskin Robbins, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) Okay, next, let's talk about who comes to the rehearsal dinner. I think this is one of those highly debated topics. Mm -hmm. Yes, so some people are in the camp of... Only the people that are involved in the ceremony need to come. So that's your bridal party, your immediate family, parents, grandparents, those kind of things. Only the people who are going to be like walking down the aisle. Mm -hmm. And some people say you should invite all of your out-of-town guests. 
this can be a huge number of people. I mean, probably at least half of me and Parker's wedding was out-of-town guests. Mm -hmm. So it really takes it from being a small intimate event to being like half the wedding. Mm -hmm. We aren't going to take a side on this one because it's totally up to you and up to your budget and up to what your guest mix is like. But do whatever works for you and just make it clear what you're doing and why you're doing it and who's invited. Yep. And then also, again, consider plus ones. Mm -hmm. So on my rehearsal dinner, we did just the people involved in the ceremony and their plus ones. Mm -hmm. And then for invitations, like we said, make it clear who's invited, but then how do you invite them? You can do formal invitations. Just send these out after your actual wedding invitations. I think it's a little bit more common to do a slightly more casual version of an invitation. So whether that's just DIY type of invites or more of like an email invite or just phone calls even, that would totally be sufficient. Also, I think if you're doing more of a all out of town guest sort of thing, a lot of people put that on their wedding Mm -hmm. website or on their actual wedding invitation, mm-hmm. and it's more of like an open house sort of dinner or mm-hmm. kind of more of an event related to the wedding, and so it's kind of announced that way. If you're being really fancy and specific and you do welcome bags, you can put directions and timing of the dinner in those, and you can be specific on what guests. So yeah, you can take this really far if you wanted to. I'm glad you brought this up, Emily, because it didn't even cross my mind because we did not do any sort of formal invitations (laughs) at all. I think we just communicated, texted with our group. And now the part that everyone loves to talk about, money. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it just us because we're accountants? Budget. I don't know. I don't know. The budget is always important. So (laughs) it's kind of the typical tradition that the groom's family is the one who pays for the rehearsal dinner. But obviously things change a lot. So just make sure that if you're going this way that the groom's family is actually on board and you have that (laughs) discussion ahead of time. Right. It should not be assumed. Right. And make sure they're on board with what you want to do as bride and groom and how many people you want to invite. And they should obviously also have a say in this. Mm-hmm. If they're paying. Again, this does not have to be a fancy or expensive dinner. You can keep it as simple as ordering pizza at the groom's family's house afterwards if mm-hmm. that fits with your location and budget. Yeah, my parents actually hosted my cousin's rehearsal dinner and we just did it in my parents' backyard and it was Italian themed and we ordered pizza and we just had it in the backyard and yeah. it was a lot of fun and we did some cute decorations and It was pretty casual, but it ended up really cute and fun. (laughs) If you are going out to more of a typical rehearsal dinner, we looked up some statistics and saw that an average rehearsal dinner is about $1,800. Again, totally varies on number of people and all that. But one good thing we saw is that that's actually down from the previous year's average of $2,000. And so... I think that brides are getting a little more budget savvy here and realizing that this does not need to be a super huge expense Mm -hmm. because your wedding is the next day and (laughs) costs a lot already. So you can definitely be smart about this. We do have a couple money-saving tips as well. Yep. One tip is to consider a limited menu. That'll help make ordering simpler (laughs) and just help keep some of the expensive things off the menu. 
And also along those lines, you can consider limiting the drink menu. You can do just beer and wine and or you can bring in your own wine and pay a corkage fee or even just ordering bottles of wine that people are sharing can be a lot cheaper than people all ordering their individual cocktail drinks. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, again, lastly, just you can be on the cheaper end of this. You can go to a normal restaurant. You don't have to get fancy. We don't need filet mignon. So a few things to note, the rehearsal dinner is really a great opportunity to thank people. It's a good chance for you to give out your bridal party gifts mm-hmm. since they'll all be there and not too busy at the time. It's also a good chance for you to give toasts. It's a good chance for you to thank all of these people that are there that are going to be in your wedding. And I always want to harp on how important it is to thank your parents, mm-hmm. especially if they are paying for this rehearsal dinner and or pieces of the wedding This is really your opportunity to give a nice little speech, give them a nice card or a gift or something. Again, this is the time that you'll really be spending more one-on-one with them than the craziness of the wedding day. So use this opportunity to say thank you so much for helping us with this wedding and for being here. I just think that's super important. Yep. And then just kind of a logistical note, this can also be a good chance for you to remind people of any last minute things about your wedding so like you have any reminders for the next day about oh where to meet in the morning for getting ready Mm -hmm. or don't forget these things you needed to bring for the wedding or if there's a schedule for the next day that your bridal party needs to know at the end of your rehearsal dinner night you have all of your key important people in one spot so it's just a nice time to get all those logistical details nailed down before the next day. Definitely. I remember being a little worried about (laughs) our groomsmen and getting them to all the places. So I handed them printed (laughs) schedules for the next day that night. Yep. We went to a wedding in Vermont a few months ago. And at the end of the rehearsal dinner, the bride gathered everyone up and was like, okay, tomorrow, (laughs) here's where we need everyone at this time. And here's the schedule for the day. And she just like had everyone there at one time and could just tell everyone the same thing all at once. And it worked out pretty well. So it's just a kind of a good little logistical note. Yep. So that is a super high-level overview of the rehearsal dinner. Hope this helps you in your planning. And we will wrap it up with the three key ingredients that will make your rehearsal dinner a piece of cake. Number one, make sure you walk through your ceremony with music at least twice. Number two. You can have your rehearsal dinner wherever you want. And number three, rehearsal dinners are the perfect opportunity to say thank you to your bridal party and your family. If you enjoyed listening to us and feel like you actually got some good takeaways and tangible tips for your wedding planning, please, please, please go rate us, review us, share us with your friends. You can also find us on Instagram at pieceofcake.planning or you can email us at pieceofcakepodcast at outlook.com. So tune in with us each week and your wedding planning will be a piece piece of cake. cake.